Welcome to the 12th episode of Conscious Awakening. Today we have Mr. Eric Brown, Hello. the owner of Ascension Energy, which is his own company. Uh, he's a Reiki master teacher and intuitive healer yes. and and life coach and just psychic medium, yes. all the things. All the things. All the things. <laughs> um, so I've known you probably, what, for like a month, two months now? A couple months, yeah. Because I actually did... Um, a sound ascension ceremony with you but did i meet you before that i, I or was that the first time i actually met you i in think person? that was the first time we met it was beautiful by the way thank so I just you. just like side note so they do a new moon and full moon every new moon and full moon so yes. every new moon and every full moon eric and colleen which was episode number four <laughs> uh she uh her, colleen and eric both do a sound ascension ceremony which is just beautiful. Thank you. And that's how I met him. I mean, I, I knew about it through Colleen, so I wanted to support Colleen. But then, now I want to support Eric because Eric's <laughs> amazing. And, yeah. Can you can you just talk about what Sound Ascension is? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Sound Ascension is this really awesome collaboration that Colleen and I came up with out of nowhere. Like, we just started doing it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, Colleen was my one of my Reiki students, actually. I tuned yeah. her to Reiki. Um, and so we did training that way and then she became my vocal coach Mm. Um, I was dealing with a lot of uh, throat chakra blockages and issues communicating and and speaking my truth Um, and she could tell that I was supposed to be singing and I was like I'm not supposed to be doing that that's not something Mm -hmm. I'm doing you're like no 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 no, No. that's not me (laughs) yeah I was like no that's I don't I don't talk loudly I don't sing that's not Mm -hmm. and she started training me and we started realizing well I started realizing because she already knew that I actually did have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were really called to do work together. And we did an event. Um, oh, it was one of Elise's. It was like the big... Oh, the tea lit. Yes, 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 yes. And so we did an event. We did that event last year. So like last June. Mm-hmm. And um, the one where like everyone comes from China and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time Colleen had like paired up to do energy work together. And we started realizing that we just had a flow that we didn't understand. It didn't make sense, but it just worked. It, yeah. it was me playing instruments and her singing. Mm-hmm. And so it grew from there and we started practicing on friends. And it became Colleen was singing and playing singing bowls and instruments. And then all of a sudden I started singing and mm-hmm. we just had this flow going. And so we decided that we needed to do it in a big setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sat in a San Pedro ceremony one time and the second day of the ceremony, they asked us if we would want to um, serve Sananga, which is a plant medicine and mm-hmm. do a sound healing circle. And we were kind of like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And when we did it, you know, we had everyone laying on the floor and we were going around and we were singing and chanting and toning and playing all these instruments and doing energy work on everyone and Reiki and it was just this really powerful collaboration and we don't know where it came from but everything just blended together Mm -hmm. and so we decided like clearly we're onto something here even if we don't know what it is yeah but you're just just going for it yeah it just felt right so we decided like let's just start offering this like this is a thing this is powerful Mm -hmm. people had some really deep revelations and profound epiphanies and healing and processing of traumas and so we offered our first one at happy earth market and it was great i know i love happy earth Market. shout out to happy earth Market. yes definitely (laughs) um that space is awesome and and they hold a very awesome space there for people to do some really amazing things um and so we did our first circle there we had no clue what we were going to Mm -hmm. do and all we knew is that we were going and 
it sold out. Yay! And we were like, oh, we were planning on having like seven people there, and there yeah. were like 21 people there. Wow. We actually sold out of tickets, and then someone came and paid cash. And oh, wow. the room was packed. Like, we almost didn't have enough room to walk around. Yeah, because I was, was. Yeah, when I went, it was packed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that from that first ceremony, we realized that we had a thing. Like, when we. Um, go into the ceremony we talk about the moon phase that we're in um, the time of year that we're in all of the energies that have been coming up for people and um, we do what's called intention setting at the beginning of mm -hmm. the circle it's really powerful any type of um, group ritual or healing or something like that that's being done it's really powerful to set intentions for the group um, for each individual and for the group collectively mm -hmm. to you know speak what it is that we're there for into existence basically mm -hmm. um, so at the beginning of each circle we set intentions with everyone um, and then we go into the sound ascension circle which is um, it's different every time. Colleen and I don't ever practice. We don't, we don't even have time to get together before the circles, yeah, so even like if we wanted to participate. Practice. Or yeah. not participate, to prepare. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we go into that space and we just we set up a beautiful altar every time and we have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah. And so um, we start and we just kind of do our thing, like whatever calls to us. And it's really cool the way we flow together. And like mm -hmm. one of us will be singing and the other one's like beating a beat into the drum and then we'll both sing and it's it's really profound mm -hmm. um and every time it's just the the process gets deeper and deeper for both us and for the people that are involved mm -hmm. um so it's been really special so it's a, a sound healing reiki intuitive healing singing chanting circle yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell <laughs> yeah. and so then um at the end we do what's called an integration circle so once mm -hmm. we finish everyone gathers around and we process our experience because a lot of people have out-of-body experiences a lot of people yeah. have old traumas that come to surface visions and things of that nature and so we don't want everyone just leaving and not knowing what it all meant yeah so we like, have that just happened yeah exactly yeah, exactly yeah. um so whoever's comfortable shares their experience and we all as a group process it together mm -hmm. um and that's really powerful too because then everyone is really getting to the depth of their experience mm -hmm. and understanding what it was that came up for them um how it shows up in their life and how they can integrate the learning of that experience mm -hmm. into the rest of their life i think the other thing too is that you, you still kind of stay a little bit after it for those like for me personally i was kind of too shy to yeah. say my experience so i love that you guys you know, stick around and if somebody wants to talk to you one-on-one -on -one, exactly. you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll obviously be like yes, yes oh my god I'll, I'll talk to you yes. when you need help or anything yeah we're big on, on processing and making oh, yeah. sure that things are being understood and learned because especially for someone who hasn't experienced something like that before you know like going into a trance like state and having all these visions someone could leave not gaining from the experience or someone could leave having no idea what just happened and mm -hmm. thinking that we did voodoo on them who knows yeah, um, yeah so yeah. really making sure that everyone is grounding back into the lesson behind yeah bringing it, it back to this mm -hmm. physical exactly like just experience yeah yeah because sometimes when i have like i go to a class and i something happens to be the first time i'm just like what the heck just right, happened right and so it 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 helps to speak to somebody else that not necessarily went through like a, a similar same experience, but just somebody who's like, "No, that's possible. This is this is what happened, and that's totally okay." Type of deal. Yeah. So, that's yeah. the biggest thing I've noticed about people is they. Um, so many of us question our experience. Yeah. You know, instead of um, 
honoring the visions or the things that you hear or the emotions that came up or the physical mm-hmm. sensations that we feel they say like oh i was probably just making this up or yeah. oh it was probably just in my head and i'm like no it was real yeah like <laughs> you are really a wizard <laughs> yeah because sometimes i still have that too sometimes i have my doubts and i mean of course that's yeah. okay i mean that's part of the process Definitely. of learning about you know stepping into your power and yes. realizing the power that you have within yes. yourself yeah yeah, I remember, so I just wanted to say that when I was in the Sound Ascension ceremony, I actually went up to you, and I was like, your voice is beautiful, and you were like, oh, thank you, I'm actually just, like, starting it out. It's, so, <laughs> it's still such a big struggle for me, because, um, a beautiful struggle, but a struggle nonetheless, because mm-hmm. my, um, my voice was the source of a lot of, and, and the receiver of a lot of my trauma as a child. Yeah. Um, I remember taking a vow of silence actually as a kid because anytime I spoke, I was punished more than when I didn't speak. Mm. Um, you know, I wasn't allowed to express myself. I wasn't allowed to talk in most situations. Anytime I opened my mouth, either I was getting hit or yelled at or cussed Aww. out. It was, it was rough. Um, and so I got to this point where I completely stopped talking. Yeah. I stopped talking about what I was feeling. I stopped talking about what was going on. Um, and I was just the quiet guy. And then eventually in middle school and high school, I was the quiet guy who would randomly have a really angry outburst. Mm. Um, so coming into my voice and yeah, I've been singing for like six months and it's even weird to say that, Mm -hmm. um, that I've been singing. Like, I don't even know, but, um, it's been such a process Mm -hmm. and because I I hated my voice before, even my speaking voice, I hated. Mm. And so now that's my speaker. (laughs) Um, and so coming into my singing voice and, the vulnerability that I experience every time I sing, whether it's in a private session or in a group setting, it's crazy because I have to, every time I sing, I have to work through that fear oh, yeah. of, of projecting my voice mm-hmm. each time. And so it's it's pretty daunting every time, but every time it, it becomes a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And at the end of the day, I know that with the work that I'm doing and adding the the vocals, adding the singing, adding the frequency of that to the space, it only allows us to reach a deeper space that has a more profound mm-hmm. impact. So I understand what it is and it's been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw a quote the other day um, that said, when one teaches, two people learn. Yes. I was like, yes, yes. That's, an, yes. that's beautiful. It's so true. Yeah. And, and, and every every session that I have with the client, every class that I teach, every circle that I hold, it's like there's always something in it for me. Mm-hmm. There's always something that either that comes up that I didn't know or I've never thought about before or something that I relate to in them. And I'm like, oh, I can take this home and, mm-hmm. and integrate this into my life as well. Yeah. It's never just about me teaching someone. It's I'm holding space for lessons to be learned by everyone. Yeah. And it's really, really powerful. And that's essentially what the sound ascension is. Yes. And yes. is there anything else other than the sound ascension? That you, I mean, I know you do Reiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention we're at his lovely home. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love his table. He's got all this Palo Santo and sage everywhere. And his bucket of crystals. Yeah, this is my life, see. definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, and um, oh my gosh, I forgot my I, I forgot my question. Oh yeah, so what other than the sound ascension? Mm-hmm. What do you really love to do 
other than singing and <laughs> um, other than like that and like the work that I do mm-hmm. um, I'm a super outdoorsy guy oh really uh, yeah so camping the mountains hiking mountaineering mm-hmm. um, when I'm not doing the work when I'm not here or just being here nesting in my space yeah. I'm definitely out in the mountains out in nature mm-hmm. connecting um, do you think there's um, there's a correlation between I don't know spiritual people and being really outdoorsy. (laughs) I think so. Um, And it's something, it's actually what helped usher me into my spirituality. Mm. Um, Because as a kid, I was super connected to all of this. As a kid, I knew that I was psychic. I knew I had gifts. I knew that if I... (laughs) I focused hard enough I could move things with my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, collected crystals. My grandma was always doing candle magic and Reiki. Mm. Um, so I was very connected with this world. But then once things got really rough in middle school and high school, I lost it all. Oh, and gotcha. so, yeah. And so it was when, um, cause I'm from San Diego originally and I moved to Vegas. I was living here for a couple years and then I decided to move up to Cedar City, Utah. Mm. Have you been there? No, I haven't. Yet. Oh, so it's like Not two yet. and a half hours north. <laughs> oh, really? We'll have to go when the snow melts because it's 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 beautiful. It's mm. this mm-hmm. small nothing town in the middle of the mountains, mm-hmm. and. I moved up there. I went up there to visit a friend, and I ended up not coming back. I never planned on moving. Oh, up really? There. Yeah. Oh, wow. I still had a, a house down here and everything, and. After a few months, I was like, I need to start renting my space out because I'm not going back. Yeah. And just being up there, connecting with nature, the mountains, places like Zion, of Mm -hmm. course, um, I really realized that there was something in that for me. There was something about the trees, the grass, the rivers. Um, Because before that, if anyone asked me to go camping or anything, I was like, no. You're like, I'm okay. No, I need a (laughs) toilet and a shower and a mirror to make sure my hair is okay. I'm not going to sleep on the ground in the mountains. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, there's some days where I would prefer to be Yeah, you're like out barefoot. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful. Grounding on the... (laughs) Grounding... Uh, so yeah, I, I was going to ask you like how you started your spiritual journey, but you just said you, you kind of was born and was like, oh, I can see things. Yeah. And, and so I, I locked it away a lot as a kid cause, um, uh, my psychic abilities actually were part of the reason for my dad and I fighting a lot. Mm. Um, because, and I never had like a healthy relationship with him, but the psychic gifts didn't make it any easier, I would say. Um, Because we would always get into... Well, I always say my dad would get into fights with me because I wasn't allowed to talk. Yeah. So, you know, he'd be yelling at me and there would always be like a point in the conversation or the yelling match when he would... He would ask me a question and I would have like a very reasonable answer for the question and I would answer his question and that would set him off and he would start screaming at me, telling me that I was trying to beat him to the answer before he even asked me a question. Oh, so you knew. Yeah, as a kid, but I didn't get it. And so I was always, I, I would just be crying. Like, you asked me that. And it, this would happen mm-hmm. like once a week. Like, you asked me a question and all I'm doing is answering. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't say anything to you. Yeah. Stop trying to. And he would get mad because he it made him feel insecure. It made him feel like I was smarter than him or whatever it was. Yeah, because you, like, you're beating him to the punchline. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it wasn't until I got older that I was like oh I'm literally hearing people's thoughts I'm literally tapping into people's emotions Mm. and energies and um it got to the point where when I didn't understand what was going on but I was still open to receiving that Mm -hmm. I was collecting so much energy that every day I I thought that I was having panic attacks and we none of my friends or me knew what to call it but everyone thought I was having seizures Mm. because 
and now I know because it happens to me if I don't watch my energy, but I was collecting so much of people's energy and, and holding on to it because I'm oh, not speaking on it. I gotcha. That it was staying stored inside of me and it was making my body freak out. Like I would literally just be sitting there shaking, like shaking. not oh, being wow. able to breathe, cold as ice, like, and no one knew what to do with me. Everyone would just comfort me, but it was like, we think you're having seizures. And I'm like, these are not seizures. I'm yeah. like, I'm coherent. I'm here. Yeah. I can speak, but yeah. it was crazy. Um, and so then once I, once I moved to Utah, I moved up there by myself, lived up there by myself mm-hmm. and connected with myself. Yeah. And so once I, um, started tapping back into the crystal work and like candle magic and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I learned like, oh, I can be doing this for other people. Mm-hmm. In my whole life, all I had ever said was that I wanted to help people. I've had yeah. the most random jobs and I've only held jobs for like a year at a time because I, I got oh sick of God, them. Oh my God, that's me too. Yeah, see? <laughs> we have to do what's meaningful and purposeful and, yeah. and ignites our passion. And all I knew is I wanted to help people. And every time someone came into whatever job I had, they'd always say like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. You don't belong here. What do you want to be doing? Mm-hmm. And I would always say, I don't know. I just want to help people. Yeah. And so once I started reconnecting with this stuff in my early 20s, I was like, oh, this is how I can help people. Like mm-hmm. this stuff that I've just been using for myself, you know, every time someone came over, I'd have stuff burning and there'd be like clouds of smoke in the yeah. air and candles lit and crystals like everywhere. Like how I, when I walked in today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you walk in and I'm like, open the window. Like, let's get all the smoke out. She's going to choke. No. Um, but everyone's always known that side of me, but, of you, yeah. but we didn't know how deep it was. We didn't know how much I could be accessing it. And so once I learned that it was kind of a no brainer, I was like, why am I managing a cell phone store when I could be helping people? Yeah. And and so I quit my job and, and just started doing this and this. completely mm-hmm. fell into faith and, and just said, whatever happens, I know that spirit sky got yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's how I am too. I'm like, I, I just recently found out what my purpose in life mm-hmm. is. And so I'm like, I, I want to help people. I don't know how. But I mean, now I'm doing this. Like, yes. I, I mean, when, whenever, whenever I did video, it's, it's been like three years or something it just never felt like it was very fulfilling to me or like I had a purpose for it because I knew I wanted to help people keep memories and that's why I only really did events or stuff like that and but then it just it still felt like something was missing yeah but then now now I'm doing this and now it feels like there's a purpose to Ah, it and like teaching people and like helping people learn about about like what you do and what all my other friends do and now hopefully helps you know spark create a spark to wake up (laughs) that's beautiful thank you for that we we need more of that like Mm -hmm. like seriously it's so important you know we've been especially in western culture yeah you know we've been in this this paradigm of you know literally just like like devoting our whole lives to things that we don't care about Mm -hmm. devoting our whole lives to punching in on a time clock mm-hmm. and and doing something that has nothing to do with what we're passionate about or what really brings us joy and so being able to show people that there is another way there is another you know there's an alternative which should yeah. be the only alternative in my opinion um i think that's really honorable for sure mm-hmm. it, it helps people to see that they have options and they can be, choose to be happy yeah oh yeah and for the longest time i i mean i i've been pretty minimal and for the longest time i was like I'm not a very material person and I and now I realize that it's because it doesn't, you know, bring me true joy right. or bring me true happiness. Right. And I there's always a lot of the, those quotes that are like, Oh, it's 
being happy is in your experiences and not necessarily in your materials. So right. like, oh, now it makes right. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it sounds so cliche, and it's like we've heard some of those things. We've heard bits and pieces of as mm-hmm. children, but it's not something that's valued. It's not something that's owned. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a cliche that comes flying by whenever someone wants to make you feel yeah. better about it's something. Not, it's not fully understood. Right, right. And, I mean, it can take... It can take a while to fully understand something because there's still some things that I know of, but I don't really fully understand of it. <laughs> but I feel like it's because I haven't experienced it yet, mm-hmm. so to to really gain that understanding. And I mean, when I talk about like you know Reiki and all of that, and I try to explain it to my friends. I'm like, I can't really explain it. You just kind of have to experience it. And actually, one of my friends, my close friends in Chicago, she actually had a mini Reiki session because mm-hmm. it was somebody was providing it at like a fair oh, yeah, and she's yeah. like oh my god mom digest well she calls me mom she's my, <laughs> she's my daughter i don't actually have a daughter but she's my daughter but, but she's like oh my god mom like i just had a mini reiki session and it was amazing and like my body was tingling and i feel really relaxed and i'm like yay i'm yes, so happy because yes. she's known of it she knows like i talk about it and like, I, I love you know sharing what reiki is Definitely. i'm like you just gotta go experience yeah. it and, yeah. and then you understand like oh this is what it is <laughs> it's <laughs> this this right like, i still here. oh i still can't understand what it is but like <laughs> now i understand why people go do it mm-hmm. like it's very relaxing you know and all of that <laughs> but actually there's one topic i wanted to talk about yeah. it's been stuck in my mind so you talked about candle magic yeah and i haven't talked about that at all and okay. i don't i colleen was actually the one that told me to do like a candle meditation to yeah. stare at it which i've been doing actually off and on but i still don't really know what i'm doing so what exactly is candle magic <laughs> so um that's a term that i use i don't know if it's a term that many other people use mm-hmm. um but so i'll say for <clears throat> for me it's something that i don't think i've I, i've talked about much um yeah. for me candle magic is a ritual involving a candle that and that's what we're using as the medium for our intentions mm. so most people when they think of candle magic they think of like a witch with a black cat in a yeah. dark room yep. i don't know like cutting herself over a bowl yeah and yeah. It, it's not that i mean if someone wants to turn it into that they definitely can yeah. but for me candle magic is so for example, when I moved into this space a few months ago, um, before I actually moved my stuff in the day that I got the keys, I came over and I set up an altar in the middle of the floor and I did um, a ceremony to cleanse and bless the home mm-hmm. with a candle as a medium. And so the thing about candles is, and many different cultures have their different beliefs about um, candles, fire, and smoke. Mm. And so the main thing is that, um, especially with fire and smoke, when we use that to set intentions or when we use that to manifest or Mm -hmm. when we use that to perform magic, the smoke is carrying our intentions or our prayers up to the heavens, whatever Mm -hmm. we want to call it, up to spirit, up to God, up to source, um, for those prayers and intentions to be answered. And so on an energetic level, what I um, have seen what I believe, what I feel is happening, um, is I'm very much about intention setting and bringing things into the physical world. You know, a lot of times we want more money or we want a new car or we want a loving relationship or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we could have this dream of something that we really, really want, but we don't manifest it physically. Either we don't talk to it or we don't talk about it and we keep it to ourselves. Um, or we don't do some sort of physical practice to bring that thing here. And so, uh, how I feel about it is that it's literally us bringing a 
mental intention or an emotional intention Mm -hmm. into the physical um, through the candle, through the smoke, being Mm -hmm. the medium that's going to carry it back to us. And so when we do any sort of practice and we put our, like, pure intention, our loving intention, desirable intention into it, and we're focusing our energy on that thing, you know, per the law of attraction, we're going to see that thing. Yeah. And so the thing about the candle rituals um, is that we, and and some people make their own candles, some people buy candles, some people Mm -hmm. use oils with the candles, some people, like I use different types of herbs with Mm -hmm. the candles in order to magnify, magnify my intentions. And so with the candle ceremony, typically I do like a seven-day ceremony. And so every day what we're doing is we are um, channeling energy into the candle, however you do that. Mm -hmm. And so the candle is staying at the altar. You speak your intentions into it. You maybe put a piece of paper with your intentions written on it or a photo or, I don't know, a business card for the job that you want, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so as long as the intentions that you're putting into it are very high vibrational and pure, it's going to bring that thing in. And so every day you're taking time to put energy into whatever it is that you're creating. Mm. And it's, it's, it's interesting because we see this done every day on an unconscious level. You know, people manifest things mostly that they don't want. Mostly Mm -hmm. people manifest really undesirable situations Mm -hmm. or they do manifest something that they don't want, but they didn't see it as manifesting. They saw it as like, good luck or Or it's like why is this happening to me yeah Yeah. exactly yeah exactly and so when we do something like this it's in um a very sacred and safe container and since you are intentionally doing this work consciously doing this work everything that you're putting into it is only of the purest and highest good Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know because we those of us who might want i don't know a vacation to timbuktu i don't know who's going on vacation there but a vacation to timbuktu but all they're doing is maybe speaking badly about someone who lives there yeah energetically that doesn't align with you yeah and so you're not going to see that so this is making sure that we're remaining conscious and putting the purest highest thoughts and vibrations Mm -hmm. and words into whatever it is that we want to bring in oh wow yeah see i always love it when you explain things i'm like oh my gosh it's just so it just flows man (laughs) i can't take all of the credit um i'm kind of like a 24 7 channel uh Mm. so um uh, actually, if we want to talk about psychic gifts, one that is really underspoken about is called claircognizance. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? No, term? I, I haven't heard of that. So there's um, different clairabilities, you know, like clairvoyance is seeing things, clairaudience is hearing things, clairsentience is feeling energy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, claircognizance is literally just knowing things. Mm. And it's one that's really difficult coming into. It's one that I've had my whole life, but it's the most difficult one to understand and to identify because literally the information is just there there's no thought process that's happening like me when i speak i'm mostly speaking off of images that i see and Mm. words as they appear so that's why i look around so much because i'm like finding what i'm going to be talking about oh that's interesting because i was actually at um an akashic record ceremony yeah and Rose, I believe her name is Rose Catmull. She was actually going around to everyone and um, making sure that everybody knew how they spoke to spirit. Yeah. And so when she got to me, I'm like, I know I go through writing. And then she looked at me. She's like, think about your thoughts. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I wonder if that, yes. what is it called yeah, again? Claire Cognizance. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's my gift that it's I just don't know I have. <laughs> it's such an interesting one because... 
it literally is just there in your mm-hmm. head. And claircognizance specifically is not the seeing images. It's not the seeing of words. It's just, it comes into your head and there's almost no filter time between the time that it comes into your head and the time that it comes out of your mouth. Mm. So like one of the major things with me when I'm working with clients, whether it's energy work or doing a psychic reading or something like that, um, at least half of the information that comes through me is just an awareness. It's just a knowing. Mm -hmm. It might have nothing to do with seeing images or feeling of vibrations. It's just they sit down in front of me and I know what their trauma is. Mm. And so it's one that when I first started doing this work, it was really difficult for me to accept it because I was knowing about people's rapes. Mm. I was knowing about you know, someone being abandoned or neglected or abused or whatever as a child. And eventually I started seeing it as well, which really started freaking me out a little yeah. bit. But the, the just knowing is difficult because, you know, we're humans. We want some sort of solid facts. Yeah, you and you want that confirmation. Exactly. Yeah. And so at first I wasn't speaking on the things that were coming to me. And then I knew that, okay, if if I'm really going to help these people in the way that I want... I need to speak on this really uncomfortable stuff that's coming to me. And Mm -hmm. half of me doubted that it was true. Half of me thought that I was going to stand there and ask them, like, why'd your dad punch you in the face when you were six years old? Yeah. And then be like, what are you talking about? And we don't have a reason for knowing that stuff. We just know it because we're making a connection with them. And so once I started speaking on it, it was so profound because I was realizing that my entire life... I've been doing this and not realizing what was going on. And so now being able to identify it, being able to know what this gift is, how it's there, how to access it, and how I can utilize it to help people Mm -hmm. has been one of the the biggest shifts of my life, for sure. Um, It's a a gift that we all definitely have and don't pay attention to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah, now that you say that, like, we probably do, we all do have it, just tapping into that. Exactly. It's just like, no, I do have this. And, and I, I still have physically a lot of detoxing to do. So do you think that's also a reason why that, yeah. you know, we can't really yeah. so, tap into it? <clears throat> um, the third eye chakra um, is, is, and the crown. So the two upper chakras are the ones that enable us to reach that information or to bring that information mm-hmm. through. And so when those are blocked for any reason, um, it makes it very difficult for us to pull messages through. Yeah, to receive. To receive, yeah. exactly. And so like me, for example, during this period of time that I was having a difficult time in vocalizing either the images I was seeing or the things I just knew about people, I actually ended up blocking out my psychic abilities for several months. Mm. Um, I had lost a lot of friends in San Diego because they got freaked out about the work that I do. I was knowing things about them that they had never told anyone. And these are people that I had known my whole life. Yeah. And so then it's like, once I started doing this work, they'd, you know, they thought it was a parlor trick. They would say, Ooh, read me. And then I would read them. And then they'd be like, you're like, supposed to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I completely lost my train of thought. What was your question? (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh, I forgot it too. <laughs> Whoops. That's so weird. I guess it's not really. Um, but that, okay, yeah. so that's that. Um, oh, about us all tapping into it. So oh, yes, yes. We, we block it out. And so because of the fact that I became uncomfortable mm-hmm. with other people being uncomfortable with me knowing their traumas, mm-hmm. I started 
not listening to it. I started not paying attention to it. I started pretending it wasn't there. Yeah, you're pretty much saying like, nope, I don't yeah. want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. And or so it, it got it got blocked for several months, and so my my sessions with clients became very silent. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> no, no talking. I wasn't receiving any information. I was just doing the energy work, mm. and I was like, okay. This isn't how it's supposed to be. And so I opened that connection back up. But yeah, it's something that we all, especially, you know, diet is a huge part of it. You know, people mock when we talk about decalcifying the pineal gland and not ingesting fluoride and things of that nature. And all of that stuff affects the pineal gland, the third eye chakra, and keeps us from being able to pull those messages through. I actually, last year, um, because I'm vegan, Mm -hmm. and so last year I went completely raw vegan. So I was only eating raw fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Mm -hmm. And I saw the biggest spike in my abilities, my energy work, psychic gifts, everything, because of the fact that I was eating so clean. Yeah. Like it was to the point where and it's it's great because even though I'm not I haven't been raw for the last few months, I've held on to that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really made me see that not it's not just about the health of the physical body, but you know, changing what we're putting in our bodies, what we're feeling ourselves with, it does completely change our energetics oh, yeah. and, and the abilities, the what the depth of what we're able to tap into. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. The only the only method I know how to uh, decalcify your pineal gland is um, sun gazing. Yeah. And um, I used to do that as a kid. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I told um, Paul about it, and he's like, what? Why are you staring at the sun? <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know and he's listening to this, sun gazing is when you stare at the sun um, either during sunset, 30 minutes before it sets, right? Yes. And or, Yeah, 30 and minutes before it sets. Not for 30 minutes, though. No, <laughs> <but> not for <laughs> any time between that 30-minute mark, but not for 30 yeah. minutes. So it's either 30 minutes before the sun sets or 30 minutes after the sun rises, and I've only experienced it once, but when I was watching it during the sunsets, was setting, uh, it was pink. I was like, what's going Beautiful. on? It's like really, like it, it was like pulsing pink. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but this is crazy. But I, And I also probably look really crazy because I was sitting in my car, just I was driving somewhere and I pulled over and I was like, I'm going to stare at the staring sun. Staring at the sun, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I was just, it, it was just crazy. And... Now that I'm reminded about it, I kind of want to go do that after we're done with this. Let's do it. But so, decalcifying the pineal gland, what exactly does that do for you? It just kind of opens up your abilities more, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And um, so how, how often do you think is recommended? You said don't stare at it for 30 minutes or like 5 minutes, 10 minutes. So, um, <laughs> what you... what. The recommendations for sun gazing that I've done my research on have been um, doing it in, in, in increasing the period of time that you're doing it. So like when you first start, 30 seconds. And, oh, and oops. I yeah. stared at it for like five minutes at least. <laughs> so you're supposed to build up. Um, and because... I, and what's interesting is they say that it can damage your eyes and all that. And I was staring at the sun like as a kid because I would stare at it and then when I closed my eyes, I could see so much. Mm. And so I, I, I never understood. And then when I got older, of course, they put all the fear in us. And they say, you're not supposed to stare at the sun. But I was staring at the sun every day as a kid. And it's like, 
I have astigmatism now, so maybe it might have done that. I but... have astigmatism too. <laughs> but I didn't stare at the sun. <laughs> it didn't burn my retinas or anything. So yeah. I personally don't know what's going on there, like where the fear came from. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes we just, humans, we just make shit up. Yeah. Something that yeah. scares it's us. We're like, head. don't do that. Like the whole, um, if you roll your eyes, they're going to get stuck in the back of your head. Uh, like, oh, I never heard that. <laughs> you've never heard that? No. What? That's we'll something. Do it now. No, I'm maybe just it's a San Diego thing. Yeah, um, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, everyone used to say that as a kid, like, because children roll their eyes a lot. So it's like, don't do that, or your eyes are gonna get stuck. Oh, uh, kind of like the whole like, if you eat a watermelon seed, it'll start growing yes. in the stomach. I know that. <laughs> that one caused me so much fear as a oh, child. Oh no! I, I love, love watermelon. watermelon. Yeah, I love watermelon. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, I know I was reading up on it too. You know, you, I Google a lot of stuff after trying to learn something. And um, it sounds crazy to stare at the sun because there's obviously UV rays, but when it's at that point exactly. before and after yeah. it sun sets and rises, it actually does not, or has the least amount exactly. of UV rays. So that's why it's, I know it sounds crazy to stare at the sun, but it doesn't, well, it hasn't damaged my eyes. So. I'm like, honestly, <laughs> everything I do nowadays sounds crazy to someone. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to do it because yeah. everything's crazy to a person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> most not most, but a lot of the things that I talk about are sound crazy to others, but I have heard feedback of like, I like how you're talking about stuff that, you know, it's like tab- sounds taboo, right. like people don't usually right. talk about, and right. I'm like, yay, thank you for listening, because <laughs> we need to talk more about this stuff to everyone. I completely agree. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, this side of things, this side of the world, life, whatever, um, is what actually creates positive, healthy changes in people. You know, the, I... The pharmaceutical industry is is focused on a lot of things that we're not focused on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, instead of looking at someone's symptoms and just targeting symptoms, doing this kind of work targets the reason for having the symptoms. Mm -hmm. I tell everyone that um, any sort of illness, sickness, disease, uh, physical issue, whatever, is just the physical manifestation of some sort of imbalance that we have energetically Mm -hmm. and so when we can go to the root cause of that and find out why we have that imbalance Mm -hmm. we don't need the pills we don't need to deal with other symptoms for the rest of our life because we can pull it out yeah right Um, dig it up by the roots (laughs) yeah i actually when i was sick i did catch a cold a couple weeks ago i was like I wonder what I did to manifest this. <laughs> um, it's so awesome when we think of things that way because we do figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I last month had this crazy bout of sinusitis. Mm-hmm. And what that really is, is the third eye. The third eye controls the sinuses. Mm-hmm. And so instead of sitting around thinking that I was just sick and needed to go to the hospital and I had sinusitis, I said, okay. How have I been blocking my third eye? Yeah. How have I not been allowing myself to do this or do that? Cause, and there's so much stuff that each energy center controls. So it was like, okay, let's go through this checklist and see what I have or have not been doing mm-hmm. to create this congestion in my nose. Because it's not about the congestion. It's about why it's there. You know, it's just the congestion is a messenger yeah. of, of something else that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I got to, it took me a few weeks, but I was able to completely work through it and of course, no medication, no nothing, yeah. and and completely get rid of it. Yay! Breathing so nice and clear. Yeah, my mom, like when I texted my mom, I was like, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick. She's like, you need to go to the doctor. Like, uh, she's a nurse, so uh, she's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you need to go to the doctor. I'm like, mom, I understand why I'm like this right now. And she was just still like, no, 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 you need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, look, this is why, this is why, blah, blah, blah. I 
physically did these things to my body to make it worse. And I'm working through it, Mom. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy that instead of trying to find other things that blamed us for it, you just yeah. try to find it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, and, and, you know, we each are our own doctor mm -hmm. completely. And that's part of the work that I do also is I don't want people feeling like they have to come back to me every week, every month, whatever, in order to feel good. That's not the point of this. I don't want to be someone's addiction. Yeah. This is to do this work so that, number one, I can show you why you do have whatever issues that you mm -hmm. have, but also to show you that you can tap into this stuff yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm all about empowering, you know, part of the work that I do is life empowerment coaching. Mm -hmm. Empowering people to be their own source of happiness, good health, all of that stuff, and understanding that although you, you have the option, you can come to me if you want some work done. Yeah. You can also do work on yourself. Yeah. You can also work through your own healing process yourself um, if you're going about it in a conscious way. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, when your client is like all the way over there, I mean, I know distance Reiki is a thing, right. but, but I mean, I don't know, where was I going that? You just, I always grew up wondering why I was looking outwards and like trying to find yeah. answers in other people. And um after a while with all the relationships i had and i'm like i felt so like narcissistic of like oh i don't need anyone else blah 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 i got to that place <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but then i realized i mean yes you you do need you don't need other people but at the same time you do need other people and I, it's just that weird balance, balance that you need. <laughs> it's to always do. balance. It's always balance. 2018 was my year of running around saying F balance. Yeah, like, <laughs> really? Because it was like we're always on this search for balance and it, it gets to be tedious at times. Yeah. But given the paradigm that we're in and Earth and 3D and humans and blah, 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 we yeah. need it. And, yeah. and so finding the balance is always... Um, We'll say fun. Yeah, I was going to say fun too. <laughs> oh, look, there's my cognizance yes. coming yes, in. <laughs> yes. But yeah, oh, that's crazy. I have to go look at more. Well, where yeah. do I? I well, look well, at, I'll, well, look, I'll go yeah. inside. <laughs> I really need to get stop. Well, not. I really should limit my Googling. Because every time something happens, so going back to the candle magic. Yes. Um, when I did my first you know, candle Staring, staring at the candle oh, like yeah, Holly yeah, told yeah, me yeah. to do it was like going like this like the flame was going like yeah. like this like going wild if you're not watching the video and so I was googling I was like oh my god what does it mean when the flame is going like dancing like crazy and yeah there is stuff on google that's like oh when the flame's short it means this when the flame's tall it means blah 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 and I sent it to Colleen, and she's like, oh, it's just puffs of air. And I'm like, but I was like, but is it really? Like, I feel like it just keeps going, and yeah. I've never seen anything. But, you know, which, if I know, if, if it's happening in my brain, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is really what's happening if I do have this gift, and I'm like, I just know, um, which is like that there's a spirit there. And I know there's a spirit guide around me. And so I was like, hey, hey, I know you're in here somewhere. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, going back to the whole candle magic and people thinking it's like taboo and witchy and all that. Witchy what? is one of my favorite words, by the Wait, way. Wait, really? I use it. I try to incorporate it in my day every day. Really? Yes. But why? Okay, so why? Why is it your favorite? Because word? I want to shift the the negative connotation yeah. that comes with that word. Mm -hmm. um, because witches um, are not bad people. There are the term witch doesn't classify someone as being good or bad yeah um 
negative or positive. It's always about the work that we do. Mm-hmm. We can have evil Reiki masters. Mm-hmm. And so really understanding that being a witch and, and the roots of that word and where it comes from, you know, witches are people who work with the earth in mm-hmm. order to create, in mm-hmm. order to live, in order to love. Um, and, and witchcraft and paganism and the history of it is all rooted in love and respect for the earth Mm -hmm. um so i'm i one of my goals is to really remove all of the stigma from it i I I call everything that i do witchy really just yesterday we had some crazy stuff going on here where my uh, a friend of mine and i were actually channeling two spirits in here yesterday and and so of course uh, people we were doing that for like eight hours and eight hours what the oh, it was it was <laughs> oh my god absolutely wild yeah That's it was insane. it was the That's longest incredible. channeling session that i've ever had um and so afterwards like one in the morning by the time we finish and all the text messages that i had missed throughout the day and i'm just letting everyone know like there's some witchy shit going on i'm super <laughs> sorry like it happens um but being able to help people understand that you know, anything witchy doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. Is is really important to me. And then there's that um, stigmatism of witch and then the association with the Ouija board. Is that what it's called? Ouija, so Ouija, Ouija board. boards are different. Um, Ouija boards in of themselves are not good or evil either. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll say this is what I've witnessed of them and what I know of them is a Ouija board, using a Ouija board is like opening all of your doors and windows and just saying who wants to hang out yeah and so it's like a chat room right <laughs> who wants yes. to come? no yeah that and so because of the fact that it's neither good nor either it's neither up there nor down there it takes this middle ground almost like limbo yeah and so everyone every being every energy that's in that space desperately wants to get through to somewhere because being in limbo is no fun being in limbo is it's a void and so they all want to come through and whether we're pulling through good bad happy sad energies whatever we're leaving our space super open to that um so i i I tell everyone not to use and not to inflict fear um but to let them know that you're you're literally just opening yourself to whatever wants to come through yeah Mm -hmm. wow so yeah i guess because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that's like, I really, I'm trying to get into this habit to not say there's a lot of people. Because then I don't want to, you know, have somebody right. watch this and be like, oh, I'm, that's not, I'm not that yeah, type of yeah, person. Yeah, so I, I am it. trying to be more conscious of that when I'm, like, going through my edits and say, telling myself, no, stop, stop oh, saying that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are some people out there that whenever they do think of a Ouija board, it's like evil, but because you have that feel, that fear, you're letting in those spirits and they want to come out and hang out with you because right. like fear attracts fear right. and if you're scared, right. you're scared. Yeah. I, I just wanted to be. No, it's <laughs> no. true. It's definitely true. We are the creators of our own reality. If we choose to expect or believe something, then even if that thing isn't happening, we're going to justify why that thing happened. Mm-hmm. We're going to justify that it was exactly what we feared, that it was exactly what we expected. Even if it ends up being yellow, we're like, I knew that thing was going to be blue. And yeah. we can we can literally see it as blue because we're choosing to believe that's what it is. Yeah. That's, I don't know, it's just so insane. I, I do have, I notice that I have these thoughts of like, oh, this is going to happen, but I know, or like, 
I know this is going to happen, but then something else is going to happen, and then so that something else is happening. It's just like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're already at 47 minutes. Are you serious? Like, yeah, it's oh my insane. God. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you really want to talk about that is just flowing into you right now? <laughs> um, I don't know. Did you have any other things that you wanted to know? I don't know. This is actually kind of like the first time I'm really talking to you one-on-one, other oh, than the yeah, sound ascension, true. so huh. it's kind of like a intro to Eric. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about the work that I do, because um, a lot of times when, when I talk to people, we just tend to focus on, on Reiki, mm-hmm. um, and I like to let people know that with the work that I do and the work that I um, train others to do, it's more than just Reiki, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Reiki in of itself is a beautiful healing modality, um, but we also have intuitive healing modalities, each of us within us that exist. And so that is something that I think is really important to bring to awareness Mm -hmm. is that, you know, no one has to, although I do certify in Reiki, no one has to go and get a Reiki certification Mm -hmm. in order to do healing work. We all have abilities within us. and, And that's part of the message I want to spread is opening people up to their inner magic, opening people up to what they're actually capable of doing because we've, we live in a, a society where if, if you can't see it or, or grab it and pick it up and if it doesn't have a set monetary value, usually we're not paying attention to it. Usually yeah. we're told it's not there or we choose to believe it's not there even if we see it, even if we feel mm-hmm. it. Um, so I think it's really important for people to understand that all of the things about them that they think are weird or off or shouldn't be there, whatever it is, those are the most important pieces of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I was learning cause, um, about my throat chakra and how it was really blocked, I would always tell myself, well, they don't need to hear what I need to say, hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, just kidding. Now yeah. here I am. Yeah. How, now here we are. Yeah, completely. And uh, I just wanted to say... Also, he does beautiful raps. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I, was I was like, what is she pointing at? <laughs> the microphone. No. Right? But yeah, he does beautiful raps as thank well. You. So he... That's how I started my business, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when, when I was still managing a Verizon store I, and I got back into crystal work, I was like, oh... I want to make crystals for friends. And I mm-hmm. had friends that were going through some difficult times. And so I ended up like putting together a few care packages with like... Oh, some uh, kits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so like jewelry and smudging stuff and crystals, all sorts of stuff, essential oils. And I sent them out and then I started getting requests from people. Like, mm. I saw that you made so-and-so a necklace. How much do you charge? And I was like, I charge for... What? You want to you're buy like, this for like, me? oh... This is a thing? Yeah, I was like, I was just doing this because I knew they were okay. And so then at first, it, I was like, okay, well, I'll play with this and see what it was. Mm-hmm. And it didn't stop. So ah. it was it was crazy, actually. Before I quit my job, I would, because I, I would work like a 12-hour day. Mm-hmm. And then I would go home, and then I would make jewelry until like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. Like, that's how crazy it got, was I had so many orders that I was literally putting as much time into my jewelry as I was into and like my the, work. The store, yeah. Oh, it was nuts. And so finally I was like, okay, there's something in this for me. And I sat in my first ayahuasca ceremony mm-hmm. and the message was very strong. Like, you know what you're supposed to be doing. This is something you wanted to do your whole life. You can help people heal. And I was like, oh, oh that's okay. It was, oh, it was, it was amazing. It was such a beautiful ceremony. And 
once I realized that, I was like, okay, I'll give myself a few months, and if I'm able to make as much money making jewelry as I do in my regular work, then I'll quit my job and I'll just jump into this and start doing this. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks, I had to quit my job because... Oh, because you got just the volume of the orders. Not even sure. that. That was part of it, but it was crazy. Once I made that decision, I set an intention. Mm. And so the very next day, I go to go to work, and as soon as I grabbed my work shirt, it felt like I was getting stabbed in the stomach. Oh, whoa. And so I was on the floor crying... And I, I tried to get up several times and like go take my shower and get ready for work. Every time I grabbed my work shirt, it felt like someone was stabbing me. Oh my god! So long story short, over the next two weeks, I ended up having to use all of my PTO because every day that I touched my work shirt, it felt and I had the intention of going to work, it felt like someone was stabbing me. Oh wow! And so finally, I was like, okay, is this what's happening? Like, like is this like, a sign? Yeah. Like- <laughs> What's going on right now? <laughs> I didn't want to believe it at first yeah. because it, it was one of those things where it's like when you know that something's out there and you know something exists and then it comes and it's like, hi, and you're like, you're not real. And you're like, no, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> and that's what happened. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'm just supposed to be quitting my job. Like, mm-hmm. this is just what I'm supposed to be doing. And I did. And I have not looked back. And it it's grown into something so much more than because I thought that it was just going to be, you know, Eric, the guy who makes crystal jewelry and does Reiki. Yeah. And now it's the guy who does Reiki and crystal jewelry and psychic and tarot readings and mm-hmm. life coaching and singing and chanting. And it's it's grown into so many areas that I, I never would have willingly stepped into mm-hmm. before, for sure. And that's beautiful that you are aware of all, like tapping into these different um, not like modalities, yeah. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because... I always grew up a pers- as a person who didn't want to do just one thing. Yeah, so same. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I, I feel I know within me there's just a lot of doors to be open. Definitely. Still, but this this is one of my doors. Yes. yes. And yeah, I just want to. I I agree with like wanting to help people. Like, I just really want to help people realize their potential to be their best self. Beautiful. So that's whenever somebody asks me if like oh what do you want to do i literally tell them that i'm like i want to help people Beautiful. be their best self like yes. i just that's like ah. as much as i want to put it that's like there's no detail but that's, that's my intention <laughs> that's I, I feel like the details there to yeah. be honest it's a very clear intention a very clear goal desire and passion and it's beautiful and you're going to be tapping into so many different ways to do it as well. I can mm. definitely see that. Yay! Oh, that confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just always looking for the... Not, not looking. Oh, when I actually did a reading with Eric, he actually told me... I actually referred to this in a previous episode. But he told me, do you seek things a lot? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the picture he saw in, in his head... It's like, yeah, I see you wearing a blindfold in a dark room, and you're just trying to grab. I don't know what you're trying to grab, but you're just trying to grab things. I'm like, yo, that is so true. I do. <laughs> I'm like, that is actually what I do uh, about a, that specific person that I was talking about. I'm like, oh, my God. True. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> so. it's, it's because 
a lot of us, and a lot of us do that in many ways too. Yeah. Sometimes we grab at what other people have yeah. because we see that that makes them happy and we want some of that happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, we all have our different ways of seeking because we know that there's something more for us. We know that there's something that we're not fulfilling that our soul or spirit wants yeah, us yeah. to tap into. And we do, we get to that place where we are like crawling around on the ground trying You're to like, find where it. the frick yes, is it? Yes, completely. <laughs> so I totally understand that, you know, I, again when I first came into this work I went through about five months where I was desperately looking for information about everything it was like Mm. I opened this door I realized how magical I was I realized that we could all be this magical if we Mm -hmm. wanted and then I was like I need to know about all of the magic that exists You're in like, the entire I want world. To know everything. I want to, and I did, and, and I just holed up in my apartment for five months and bought all of the books, went on all of the websites, did all of the research, and I, I, I for a very short period of time, I ran myself crazy because doing that put me in a space where I always thought I needed more. I always thought mm-hmm. that I didn't have enough information or I didn't know enough or I wasn't prepared enough for whatever was going to happen. Um, so it's it's something that it comes to us in our time for sure. Yeah. We're all I feel like a lot of people are go through that phase of being all up in the upper chakras. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, because like inner head space like woo. Yeah. And because most of our lives we're we're made to be all about the lower energy centers and that's where a lot of our trauma happens. It's mm-hmm. you know solar plexus, sacral and root. And so we are forced to live in those spaces and so once we see that there's something there's something more out there yeah then we're like oh i don't have to be down here i'm going up there bye and then we do we escape to these upper centers and a lot of time passes in that period of time and we can still learn a lot we can still digest a lot of information Mm -hmm. but um the issue is is during that period of time typically we're not connecting with our physical world yeah yeah and i feel like that's why i got sick (laughs) yeah maybe yeah i don't know i don't know I know. I'm better now, though, so... (laughs) (laughs) I learned learned my lessons from that, (laughs) and I just hope I don't get... I won't get sick. Exactly. I won't get sick. (laughs) Not I will. I always say, hopefully, you're, oh, maybe, and I'm like, no, I need to say, I will, I'll do it, it's going to happen. Yes. Manifest. (laughs) Yes. Words are so important. Yeah. Um, so where can we find you online or yeah. physically? Um, physically here. <laughs> physically here. <laughs> well, here's my address. Um, so online, I'm Eric Cavell Brown, um, and my business is Ascension Energy Healing. Um, I also have a support group on Facebook that I just started. Did I add you to it? No. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, I, I will add you to it. it. Yeah. Yay. So I have a support group that I started on Facebook that's called The Ascenders. Mm. Um, and so it's a support group for people who are going through a spiritual awakening, not going through a spiritual awakening, and just need support. It's a great processing place. Everyone in there is super high vibrational, very much about you know contributing to the community. Um, it's something that I have a lot of importance in. Um, and then on Instagram, I am Crystal Child Vibrations. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to go to my website, which you can find all of this stuff, you can buy my jewelry, you can read about the work that I do and schedule appointments with me. Um, my website is ascensionenergyhealing.com. Awesome. And I'll yeah. put all of that in the description. Sweet. Yeah. So people can just click. Definitely. And see <laughs> Yay. Uh, do you have any, any last um, statements? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Um, the only words popping in my head are remember your magic. So I think uh, I will say that. Yay, I love <laughs> that. Yeah, I keep getting that too. My friend um, just gave me that Ram Das book. 
and mm. she actually wrote remember ooh. I'm like ooh okay I'm, <laughs> I'm trying my hardest yes, to remember <laughs> yes yes yay thank you again for having Definitely. me in your space it's so beautiful thank you uh, and yes if you want to book an appointment with Eric yeah just go on yeah, his website or, in, or on Facebook or the, on sound, Facebook. the Sound Ascension yeah, um, so we're doing those every two weeks now. Every two um, weeks. So the new moon and the full moon. And if you uh, go on Happy Earth Market's page or my page, all of the events are listed there. And I have all the events on my website as well. Um, so yeah, you can usually find me pretty easily. Um, on my website, I have very specific hours that I allow sessions to be booked. So if the hours on there don't work for you, shoot me a message on Facebook or something and we can arrange something that works for you better. Yay! Yeah. Awesome! Thank you again. Definitely. I love, Thank you so I much. I love that conversation. Oh my gosh, I learned so much. <laughs> Good, me too. Definitely. Yay. All right, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, Bye. and follow my new Instagram, Conscious Awakening Pod. Ooh, Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I just started it last week. I love the name of it. <laughs> Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye beautiful souls. <laughs>